Good people, who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. But their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. All right, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host today, Shane Cronikin, and joining me is Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Brent Fruget. Hello. And back again, our newest member, Nate Dudley. How are you? Hello. All right. We have an excellent episode for you today. We will be reviewing Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Steve's pick, I believe. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So before we get into that, though, um, let's jump straight into what have you seen lately? Steve, have you seen anything? Um, so I've kind of been on a binge of watching 2022 movies. Um, I got to like 13 movies so far. I think my goal was five a month, so I'm I'm close. Um, but most of the ones I've watched have not been very good. Most of them have kind of been sitting on that that five six range of average, yeah, just fine but forgettable. Yeah. Um, there's two I do want to mention. Um, there's one called Deep Water. It has Ben Affleck. If you haven't seen it, the movie's just okay. But Ben Affleck's character inside that movie is fantastic. He's got some nuances about it that yeah, are pretty good. Yeah, he's really good in it. Um, and the other one, I don't know if you and Aaron talked about it last week, uh, is the Batman. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to try not to spoil it. For me, it's the the best Batman that's been made to this point. Um. It is the truest to the comics for Gotham. It's dark. It's gritty. It's it's chaotic. Um, and I think Robert Pattinson kind of surprised a lot of people yeah, in I this liked role. Him in I liked him because because everybody brings it up and they're like, "Oh, he's just the Twilight guy," or "He's a, he's the Harry Potter guy." He has shown over past 10, 15 years that he can act. Um, and I thought he was fantastic as Batman. Uh, so you have, if you haven't seen the Batman, I say definitely go see it in theaters. Uh, the music soundtrack is fantastic, and I enjoyed it all. Yeah, that's the whole that's thing. Definitely uh, at the top of my list now. Probably will stay there throughout the year. But oh have yeah, you, have you have you seen seen that Brent Nate? Uh, not yet. I haven't seen it. No, me neither. I want uh, to. Just because you don't like Batman because he's lame or what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, he's not as good as. Uh, anybody Tom else? Arnold's Literally Spider-Man. anybody with superpowers? Yeah. Is that where you're going? Because did you see Tom Arnold? Yeah, Tom Arnold, Spider Man. You haven't seen Tom Arnold, Spider Man? He did yeah. say Tom. Arnold. Yeah, you remember Tom Arnold's a Spider Man? <laughs> Turns out it was all just a druggy dream. He was just <laughs> it was back in Tom Arnold's drug days. He was just dreaming things up. Uh, so anything else, Steve, or is that all for you? That's it. Anything of note, I should say. Uh, all yeah. right, uh, Nate, Brent, have you seen anything? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a couple things I watched. I, uh, I'm a little late to some people. I don't think everybody's here seen it, but I finally watched the new Scream, which 
I mean, it's not nearly as good as the original Scream if you're a Scream fan. But it's been a while since I've seen the Scream sequels. But just thinking off the top of my head, it might be the best sequel. I would kind of have to go back and watch the other sequels to confirm that. But I'd have to agree with you. It it probably is the best sequel because the other sequels just kind of go off the rails and get crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, I think maybe more if I remember right, the fourth one or the third one, one of those kind of goes way off the rails like that. But if I remember right, they all stay with the same I don't know how you want to call it like formula I guess where you yeah. know the first slasher one. by way of who yeah. done it yeah and like the first one then they keep the connection with like the first one you know it's like oh how to survive a horror movie in the second one oh how to survive a sequel and the third one you know the trilogy the fourth one how to recite uh do a reboot and then the fifth one is like you know bringing back the legacy characters and doing that and and then the the last one they made there's a lot of uh they don't come out and say they're Star Wars references, but they're kind of references throughout like the trilogy and the, all the other Star Wars movies and the directors and how fans respond to them. They basically throw that into the movie within the movie with Scream because they have the stab movies in those. And basically, so it's about those like are... the, the fan base and, and their reactions yeah. and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, and like those stab movies, there's a lot of that. And yeah. Like the movie within that for like the Star Wars, like they even reference how like the eighth stab movie is like the ones fans absolutely hate and they're like oh they brought in this guy who just changed it everything like there's like so a line kind there. of kind of spoofing the, the toxic fan base online yeah. toxicity oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but there's like a line in there like yeah and i think the guy who directed it is the guy who directed that knives out movie who really? directed uh <laughs> what star like wars it. did he direct uh, like the seventh one or whatever the eighth one or whatever the star wars movies yeah he did number uh eight i yeah. think it was eight actually because yep. it was stab eight and yeah. star wars eight so they kind of like poke fun at all that and then the other thing that i kind of started watching is i watched a couple episodes of that winning time on hbo max about the oh yeah how is that lakers oh, with uh, magic johnson on it um like i said i only watched a couple episodes of it I like it. It's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Like, there's a lot of fourth wall breaks in it, and I wasn't expecting that. And, like, I don't know. And the first two episodes, um, they start off in the first few minutes, like, really dark and, like, oh, this is going to be a really dark show. But then it kind of almost becomes more comedic. And they kind of, I think, like, I don't know a lot about that story, obviously, but they're, as far as I know, they're staying close to the story. But, uh, yeah, like I said, a lot of fourth wall breaks. So if that's not something you like, then obviously you're not going to like this show because they do it, especially in the first episode, they did it a lot. It seemed like every other scene had a uh, fourth wall break. Hmm. And that one, I'm, I forget who. John C. Riley is in it. He plays the owner. Um, off the top of my head, I really don't know if I can name off the other actors. Oh, Jason Clark is in. Oh, that's right. He plays uh, the logo. Jerry, I can Jerry think. West. Jerry yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, that looks that looks interesting. I might have to check that one out. His whole part just out. the logo. Just... Yeah, he just. <laughs> yeah. They do make yeah. a joke about the logo in the first episode, though. So that's kind of funny. Michael Chiklis makes an appearance. Oh, wow. yeah. oh he's, really? He's, he's the some, Celtics uh, owner wow. in that one. Adrian Brody's yeah. in. As Pat Riley. Yeah. 
that's wow. he that's hasn't. He apparently is not in the first two episodes because I haven't seen him. So interesting. interesting. Huh? Jinx. Um. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Uh, Adam McKay. That's what I was trying. He's the director of it. He's he's done a lot. Well, of there's. Good things. Uh, I think each episode's directed by somebody different because this last episode, the second oh, episode, gotcha. was directed by uh, Jonah Hill, I believe it was. Really? Okay. Oh. Some good that's talent good. behind it and in, behind and mm-hmm. in front of the camera. Then that that one is that's on HBO, right? Yeah, HBO okay. Max. I, I probably that, so regular I'm, I'm HBO have to check too. that one out. At least give a few episodes a chance, see what it's like. All right, um, Nate. What about you? Have you seen anything? Yeah, I did a uh, walk in on tombstones. I think it's called a walk Liam among Neeson. the tombstones. There with, you go. With, Thank uh, you. Liam Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, right? Liam yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I I didn't know if it was gonna be um, not great, but it, it actually it, it's, uh, it it's was definitely. I see. When I first saw it, I was expecting kind of you know his what he does nowadays yep. he just does these kind of like schlocky b-movie action movies they're, they're fine but forgettable but it was more of like a like a mystery thriller type of type of movie than than an action movie it was really good i like that one yeah i did too i enjoyed it and then uh i uh watched um 21 bridges oh did Aaron's you recommend it yeah i did yeah did you like it I did. I like that one. I haven't seen. I I want to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since theaters, um, but I saw that it was on. What is it on Netflix? I think. Is that what I told you? Yeah. Uh, I saw it was on there. It's like, oh, since we've been kind of doing these cop movie kicks, I figured you might like that one. Yeah, I'm on a cop movie kick again. There's nothing wrong with that, unless you ask Aaron. Deadly. (laughs) Uh, A walk among tombstones. I haven't watched it. I bought it on Blu-ray like two years ago. Because I got into uh, the book series, which is written by Lawrence yeah. Block. Yeah. And it, it's like 20 some books long. Um, but it goes. We got a, a fifth member. <laughs> yeah, he likes to walk in among Um, So it goes with Matthew Scudder and it, it follows him throughout yeah. and pretty much is yeah, it's like an adventure. I was okay. kind of bummed it didn't do well enough to. Uh, I guess I don't know if it was a monetary thing or or maybe it was never intended to spawn a franchise. I don't know what which which is the case, but uh, since it's a book series, I was kind of hoping it would become a film series, especially since the first or that one was so good. I, I would have been interested to see Liam Neeson return to that character. That I, I think that was that would have been. Good. I think it's interesting because I believe A Walk Among Tombstones is is one of the middle books. It's like yeah nine or 13 or something like that uh yeah, maybe somebody just liked that story oh, really? and make it into a oh, movie. Yeah. that's it i did not know that yeah i like i and it brought me flashbacks when he did the whole phone scene again. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> flashbacks to take in. i was like oh my gosh yeah i liked it that was, that was kind of it had a, a almost like an old it, it felt like an older movie i like it didn't have the feel of a of a modern i think it was what 2014 2015 yeah 2014 like that. yeah uh it didn't have the feel of of a thriller that would come out in that time frame. It you know where they put these big action scenes in it. It, it felt like a more slow going mystery detective movie, which is, I liked. I I dug it. I liked it too because they didn't try to put him into being this like 
action fighter type. Right. Yeah. He's person. just a cop. He's a he, yeah. well, a former yeah. cop, I guess, in, in this yeah. case. But yeah, yeah, that, that, it was good. Yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, anything else? Uh, and then I did last night in Soho, finally. Oh yeah, what'd you think about that? I liked it. It was good. It was I still very, haven't seen that one. It was uh, very interesting. It's but... it's kind of trippy. Yeah, it is very trippy. <laughs> but I did like it. Out. It was uh, it was different than what I think I normally watch. Yeah. Um. So it, it definitely I think brought a little bit more expansion to my. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's good. Uh, anything else then? Just... Oh, just to let you know, this podcast will do that because I did it for all of us. There's movies like most of us are like, oh, I'll never watch that movie. And then we had to watch it for the podcast. And it's like, oh, I yeah, actually like, might have actually liked that movie. Or... Like next week when it's Aaron's pick and he picks some yeah. boring crap you'd never want to watch in your whole entire life. But <laughs> what, was that, what was the name of that movie that he picked that we watched? And it seriously made me hate movies for about two months. Is uh, it Charlie Countryman? No, it was with There's... Ryan Gosling. Oh, Beyond oh. the Pines or whatever? No, no, no. no. It was like had the it had a color in it or something. Yeah, I forget. I, I know what you're talking about that one. Oh, that only one, God. It only God forgives. Was that only, it? Yes, that only God forgives. And oh, that one, God. that one didn't make me not want to watch movies. It made me lose faith in humanity, and it made me go into a depression. That right? wasn't like, awful. Oh, awful yeah. movie. Like I watched that movie, and like it, I just lost all joy in movies for a while. In like, life, I, honestly, I lost yeah, all right? joy in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is that is that what happens? Like, yeah. I, well, so I think one. that was a. Uh, we uh, nervous Nate, we did a month we did a month called uh i think it was just hate month or something like that where where whoever's turn it was we randomly chose who they were choosing for and you had to try and pick a movie that they you think they would hate and i believe aaron got me and knew full well i would just absolutely hate this movie and he was right i i think his unintended consequence was we all every one of us hated it and it just it was rough, man. I yeah, I, I dare you to watch that movie. Yeah. I don't think Aaron had seen it yet either at that point because I don't think he liked it either. Oh. Like I don't think any of us liked it at all. Yeah, that wasn't as rough. Let's do I that month again. That was fun. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't on. <laughs> as long as I'm glad I wasn't on that one. I uh, I uh, going back to what we've seen lately. I don't know that I've I didn't watch a whole lot other than. Uh, what I had to watch for for the podcast here. I, oh, actually, that's not true. I, I did go back and watch on HBO, Warner Brothers Studios. They do a lot of animated movies, uh, mostly in the DC universe. They do a lot of animated Batman movies, things like that. But they did uh, two now Mortal Kombat movies. And the second one just came out last year and I never got to see it. And then it, it's on HBO Max now. So I went and watched it. Man, it blows my mind how, I mean, this is the same production company behind the live action Mortal Kombat, which was completely underwhelming, but th- those movies are good. I mean, I get it. It's a cartoon. You can draw whatever the hell you want and budget's not an issue, but how do you make such a great story around the Mortal Kombat universe on your, on your animated films and then just completely blow it in the live action one? I don't, I don't get that. I think for like a lot of those animated movies, they figure the people that are going to watch them are the true fans. So they feel like they can do whatever story they want with that's live true. action and, and ones. They have to bring in everybody. Yeah. On a theatrical release, they want, they want a, a wider audience that, that probably makes sense. However, then you get, you know, a Mortal Kombat generic mess. That was last year's Mortal Kombat. 
But uh, other than that, I haven't watched anything. You know what? <laughs> Weren't the Oscars this they're weekend, tonight. last weekend? They're tonight. Oh, they're tonight. I was, I was going to say, because I, I completely missed them, uh, yeah. and I don't really care. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're tonight. Okay. Well, so uh, good, because I thought we should probably talk about them, and I didn't prepare at all. Honestly, I haven't really paid any attention to any of that. Like, I don't know what's nominated or anything like that. Uh, not a whole lot that's interesting to me. I don't want to say they're not good, because they're probably, I mean, they're Oscar nominated. That's got to mean something. But nothing that i see and immediately like oh yeah that's that, i want to watch that the one issue i've i have i mean we always have issues with the oscars because they suck for the most part uh because you're you're leaving out action movies you're leaving yep. out horror movies you're leaving yep. out multiple genres uh with the dune movie it got like 10 nominations and then didn't get a nomination for best director yeah, that that happens for, for literally the guy who this is his whole vision. Well, we talked about last year. Um, I believe it was last year. There, there were no female directors, despite the fact that uh, like Little Women. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. that was a different year. I don't remember. But the, the one that had Tom Hanks as, as uh, Mr. Rogers, that movie got a bunch of nominations, but not for director. And so things like that. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, how and and why the things that do and don't get nominated is to me most more interesting than the actual awards most times <laughs> I mean, it's all about it's, like campaigning and yeah, stuff that's which all is they fine. do it, and... it happens it, it's whatever i mean it it's kind of one of those where oscars the academy awards have to mean something because that's that's the ultimate goal that's that's the movies being awarded by their peers but also does it mean anything? Because it, it it's still an art and it's completely subjective and you enjoy what you enjoy. Do, because it wins an Oscar, is it better than Armageddon? No, because no movie to ever exist is better than Armageddon. So... <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and then, then, and then the, people... Kind of like that people, double-edged sword. It, it has to mean something because it is the, it's the awards for film. But at the same time, you like what you like. So whatever. Well, and then people are wondering why, like, the viewership of the Oscars and all these award shows yeah. are so low. It's literally people don't care about millionaires praising other millionaires. Well, and it's and it's hard for what there's because I see both sides because it's their argument and it's a valid argument is yeah. that all of not all of them, most of the movies that are nominated nobody sees. They go into theaters, mm-hmm. they make four bucks, and then they get nominated for an Oscars. That doesn't take away from their greatness, though. And just because a movie goes into theaters and is seen by everybody and makes a boatload of money, that doesn't mean it's an Oscar-worthy movie. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really hard. To, I mean, I get both sides. So it, and I, you the, these the voters and and the Academy and all that they they narrow it down to what ten best pictures. Mm-hmm. So of all the films that come out of the year, you have to narrow it down to ten. That is difficult, and it's. So of course there's going to be snubs and things like that, but I, I don't know. I, I see both sides. It, it's really difficult, but at the end of the day, I think it just boils down to, you know what? You like what you like. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, any other movie news, um, something coming, anything coming out that you want to see, want to talk about anything you're looking forward to. 
Oh, I don't know if you guys saw, but the I think the first trailer for is it the Northman? Ah, uh, yes, yes, just came out yesterday. Yes, uh, it's, it's kind of a teaser good. trailer. It looks fantastic, though. Yeah, that one looks really good. Um, the director of The Witch, I believe, and yeah, Robert what? Eggers, the director of yeah, The Witch Eggers. and The Lighthouse, uh, about Vikings, basically, and that's I mean. That's all I need to know. Vikings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm in. So yeah, that that uh, I'm excited for that one. Looks like a. That doesn't say what time, what month it comes out, but should it's be coming April, out. April. April second wow. or eleventh. It said because I saw it on TikTok. Wow, um, that's that's soon. April twenty second. That's one I definitely will see in theaters. That's that's coming up. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm a little weary about his movies. <laughs> <laughs> because you loved The Witch so much oh, that God, how could yeah. anything live up to that? Is, that? is that what you're saying? Yeah, I know you guys liked that, uh, The Witch, <laughs> but I just, I just oh, don't God. like that one at all. It was all right. I, I like the, uh, the Lighthouse more than The Witch. H- have you seen The Witch, Nate? No. Oh man, I I kind of I dare you to watch that one too because oh, here's the thing. I I enjoyed it, but I'm a sucker for like period piece horror movies. And everything that Brent said and why he hated it, it was like, yeah, you're you're not wrong, but <laughs> but I still kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it is it just has the slow slow pacing and not a whole lot happens and and I'd be interested to see which side you fall on that one. Yeah, Brent, that was one of Brent's most hated movies. But from the rest of us, it was getting nines, eight, high eights, uh, good, yeah, good scores. So pretty sure I gave really? it the lowest. Um, okay. Mike might have been close to me. I don't, I don't remember what Mike gave it. I don't think he was a huge fan of it either. Yeah. Man, this cast for the Northman though: Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy, holy cow, that's gonna be good. Uh, well, are we ready then to to jump into Raiders of the Lost Ark? I think so. All right, let's do this. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark is a 1981 uh, action adventure movie, rated PG. Surprisingly, one hour fifty five minutes. Uh, written the story written by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. Screenplay written by Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, obviously, and starring Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, uh, John Reese davies Ronald Lacey plays a big part, Alfred Molina, a small part, and uh, Paul Freeman as Balak. I think that's getting all the major players. Um, you could uh, get away with a lot more PG back then. Yeah, I, apparently so. That, that surprised me. I would have guessed this was PG-13, but I... I suppose not. Um, well, they didn't have PG thirteen back then, didn't they? Wasn't it just PG and then PG thirteen sure came that in later? I think. Well, I maybe that's the case. Maybe that's why. Oh, you know what? I think you're now that you mentioned that. I think PG thirteen didn't that come about as a result of uh, Temple of Doom? Now that you're saying maybe. that, I think that's when it when it uh, because Temple of Doom was even darker than this and so they were probably sitting there like all right we need this is not pg 
Yeah, this says PG thirteen came out July first, nineteen eighty four. So yeah, I think I think Temple of Doom had a big big part. Yeah, due to Indiana so. Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's yeah, now that, now that you say that, so uh, this one frankly got away with a lot. Not as much as Temple of Doom had in it, but it had some some violence that would surprise me for PG thirteen. But we'll get into that. Um, Steve, this is your pick. Um, why did you pick it? And go ahead and give us your initial thoughts. Uh, so I went on a tear the other day. I had the day off just looking for movies that we could do. Um, I looked up dog soldiers. We had done that, uh, in Bruges, seven psychopaths, just trying to find something. Um, then I came across, um, Raiders of Lost Ark cause I had it on my top 10 action movies of all time and we hadn't done it. So what better way to watch a movie than something from what? 41 years ago, 31, Yeah, 41, yeah, 41 years ago. That's um, crazy to think of that. Oh yeah. And to think that Harrison Ford was what you say, 30, 39 years old when, yeah. that, when this, this came out. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I love this crazy. movie. Um, it's a, it's a start to a great franchise. Harrison Ford is fantastic in it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's my my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Uh, right up there with the uh, Kingdom of the uh, Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah, really great CGI. Oh. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh. definitely. Um, I, I should add, I, I forgot to give the score, so let's go over those real quick. Um, on IMDb, this gets an 8.4 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 95%. Uh, from the critics and the 96% from the audience. So it's up there. Uh, critics consensus featuring bravura set pieces, sly humor, and white knuckle action. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of the most consummately entertaining adventure pictures of all time. And I do agree with that. I, I, I mirror what you just said, Steve. This is the beginning of a fantastic franchise. Uh, it's to me, one of the greatest action movies ever made. Uh, one of the greatest characters ever made. One of the greatest theme songs ever made. I mean, there's so many, so many things about this movie that are absolutely fantastic. And and like that that consensus said, this is this is like the adventure pick. When when you think of adventure movies, this is this is the bar for me. This this is the goal. Uh, you look at things like. Uh, the mummy, which we reviewed and we loved, and I know that's not on the same level as this, but it has this feeling, and that was intentional. It, movies, adventure movies, want to mimic Indiana Jones because it it did it flawlessly. Uh, Brent, what what were your initial? Well, I guess not initial thought. Yeah, I'm assuming I mean, we've all seen this before. What what were your thoughts? Many times, out of seen this, this watch? many times. Well, like it. Um, Besides, you know, a few special effects type things, it age, ages pretty well. I mean, and like you said, adventure movies want to be this, so yeah. they always have that to look forward to. And then just watching this movie, Harrison Ford is so effortlessly cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, he oh, has yeah. Indiana Jones and <laughs> yeah. Han Solo, and you just think, like, this guy, he's two of the coolest characters ever. Like, two characters that most little boys when they're growing up watching like oh i want to be indiana jones or oh i want to be han solo and like 
that's Harrison Ford, man. I just wanted to be Harrison Ford. I still yeah, would be he, Harrison he, Ford. I mean, especially well, he's been doing it for since the seventies. He's still going strong. He's still got leading man roles that he's getting. But dude, the dude is just one of the yeah. best to ever do it. Absolutely. And like, and like I said, it's his coolness is just effortless. Like he's not trying to be cool. He just is. Where other people, yeah. you know, you're thinking like. Yeah, sure. They maybe they're cool, but they're trying really hard to be cool. Harrison Ford is like, no, this is just me, man. Uh, all right, Dudley, what what were your thoughts after seeing this? Well, don't judge me, but I'm I'm not always the biggest fan of older movies, but this, um, you know, I've watched a lot of the 2000 movies. I can't even tell you the last time I really watched uh, like. I'd say maybe a before 2000 movie. Um, so watching this, I really actually enjoyed it. It made me kind of take back to when, you know, I was a little kid watching some of these movies. Yeah. Um, I do the thing that I did enjoy about this is it felt, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like older movies are when they're written and they're acted, it's just like, it's like line the next person's line. The line yeah. is like so... Yeah, especially when you go way back. It was <clears throat> yeah. just a different, different way of acting. It's not that they were bad. It's just that that, that was good acting back then. Yeah, I, absolutely. It's just like, you know, here's my line. Okay, now it's my line. Yeah. Um, but going back and like thinking, looking at this, I'm like, man, I, I really enjoyed the way that it was written, set up. Um, and then the acting, I, I really enjoyed a lot. Um, and... So to be honest, and I told you guys this before we started, but I didn't realize that this was the very first one, Yeah, um, you know, because I haven't seen these in a long time. Uh, so I did enjoy having to watch this again. Um, made me actually want to start watching the other ones and kind of remember what they are. I mean, that's uh, part of the beauty I, of it. There's no there's no origin. There's no setup now back. In in the Last Crusade, we we get a glimpse of young Indiana Jones, and then there was a, a TV series for yeah. young Indiana Jones. So th- th- eventually, they they kind of addressed some of his upbringing, I guess his origin story, if you will. But I I love that it just it picks up. He's on an adventure. We we get what we need to know about him through his interactions at school, through his through his, I mean that very first action scene, how he's calm and cool, and and there. While everybody else is either dying or freaking out, I I love them. Just show us who he is through the interactions with the people. And and most movies don't do that. I mean, like you said, we literally jump right into the action with no backstory. Most movies nowadays, it's let me give you twenty minutes of mm-hmm. dialogue, twenty mm-hmm. minutes of backstory, and hey, here we are now. Um, but this movie, just jumping right in, I think it just adds to that coolness factor, that badass factor that. Yeah indiana jones has so i should before we get too far into this i should uh let's read the synopsis for i mean everybody knows right that is there does anybody has anybody not seen this movie that everybody's seen it, right you cannot but in case sure there's somebody out the there two or three people that yeah. have never seen indiana there's one jones. person out there who's never seen it they're like you know what i've never seen it but i'm still gonna watch these oh, i listen to these guys yeah right guys. There's a good uh, possibility if we asked Mike. Oh, uh, that's fair. You may <laughs> no, even come on. Even Mike's seen this. <laughs> yeah. uh, the synopsis, according to IMDb, in 1936, 
archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. And that's that's about it. I mean, it's a it's a simple, simple story. It's basically a race between Indiana Jones and the Nazis to find this Ark of the Covenant, which is is said to obtain these powers, the powers of God, basically the, the ability to level mountains and, and destroy armies and all of that. And, and it's just the, the journey and the various sequences that the characters go through to get there. Uh, this movie won five Oscars um, for best art direction and set decoration, best sound film editing, uh, visual effects, and a special achievement award for the sound effects editors. Uh, it was also nominated for best picture, which I did not know that that surprises me that a movie like this would be nominated for best picture. I, I don't disagree with it, but a little surprising. Uh, it was also nominated for best director for Steven Spielberg, best cinematography for Douglas Shokombe. I don't know how to say that slow, slow come. I don't know. And obviously, best music and original score by John Williams. Um, I mean, so I, I guess was, we can. I, I was curious what movie won Best Picture back in 1981. So I, I went and looked. Uh, there's a movie called Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that took Best Picture. And I think Indiana Jones lost to a movie called Reds. Yes. For Best Director. For, for Best Director. Warren, Warren right. Beatty won that. Uh, so it's interesting to see the types of uh, movies or, and director that beat Spielberg in this movie. Because, yeah, I mean, ba- Warren Beatty's name is huge in directing and Chariots of Fire is pretty well known as well. Yeah. yeah. And that was the year for just to, <laughs> to give some some uh, little bit of reference as to that time frame henry fonda won best actor and katherine hepburn won best actress both for on golden pond uh i mean so 41 years ago we got henry fonda and katherine hepburn winning oh, yeah. oscars that, that's the time frame <laughs> that this came out but this doesn't feel dated to me i mean part of that is it, it helps that it's set in a specific time period and and i think it said 1936 so it it's specific the datedness of it the the parts that feel dated are supposed to feel dated because it fits in that time frame but as far as the filmmaking the story the action sequences in particular the incredible stunts none of it feels dated do you does you agree with that yeah like i said the at the beginning like this besides maybe a couple special effects scenes it doesn't really look dated, but those special effects were cutting edge back in 1981. So well, I mean, it, it, won, gonna, it, like, it won the Academy Award for best visual effects. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's they were as good as it gets at, at that time. I think the only scene that really bothered me with special effects was uh, the lightning. Yeah. Uh, when they're digging the, the grave, it, it looks really bad. But for the most part, everything else looks fantastic. I mean, even the the guy's face melting yes. off <laughs> still looks great. Uh, the the ghosts or whatever flying around them, it 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 looks really good for a movie that's forty one years old. Yeah, obviously a bit dated, but still very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So obviously there were no 
acting nominations, but what did you think of the acting? What did you all think of the acting? Well, I mean, it's for the type of movie it was, like, it was fine. It was good. I mean, there was nothing... I don't think there was really an actor in this one who maybe took away from the movie and made you think, oh, okay. And even like Temple of the Doom, there's a couple of people who you kind of are like, oh, the acting in this. Boy, yeah. And the first one here, like, I don't, there's nobody who really makes you think like, oh, this takes away from the movie at all because of the acting. Yeah, I love, I love, uh, I mean, obviously Harrison Ford is, I don't know that I've seen him put a bad performance on screen or, or ever phone it in. He always, he always shows up. He always is solid. And he's, that's the case here. Uh, Karen Allen. I absolutely love her in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think her, she is easily the best female character in the Indiana Jones franchise. That's not very difficult, but I mean, if you think of this as kind of a 1930s James Bond (laughs) and you compare it to the bond girl she's better than a significant portion of them i love that while she was at times the damsel in distress character she also still was a very strong character she she was she was a good counterpart to indiana jones as both like a a partner but also a challenge to him somebody that didn't just you know cater to everything and, and do whatever he asked she she legitimately challenged him she she threw herself into the action scenes and did a, a few things here and there. I, I like her character. I really do. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, I mean, you, it's hard to not compare this to the other Indiana Jones movies, but Temple of the Doom, it's the exact opposite where oh, it's just man. constantly she needs help. Yes. This one, like, yeah, she needed help sometimes, but she could also take care of herself. Yep. I mean, everybody we, needs help sometimes. We talked about Indiana Jones introduction into this, but her introduction into yeah. this is is just as good. Sitting there playing a drinking yes. game, and she out drinks this lady. It's just like wow, you got two introductions for your main characters that were just like top notch. I think that was the dude. <laughs> yeah, he was out drinking. She was out drinking. <laughs> uh, what what else? I mean, obviously, this has everybody knows this movie. Everybody's seen it a thousand times. But what? What stood out to you about this? Any, uh, any specific scenes? Any specific action sequences? Any sets? Any any? What stood out to you this time? I mean, obviously, I don't know. You, for me at least, I know for probably for you guys too. It's just you've seen this movie so many times, you're not really surprised by anything. So it's kind of hard to be like, oh, what's stood out here? But like, I know we'll probably talk about it a little bit more later. But obviously the soundtrack, the music is yes. still to this day you hear it. And not only is it instantly recognizable, but you still just, yeah, this is good. This gets me pumped up to go try to get something, go through a temple and try to grab something. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's, that is it. You nailed it. Is that not only is it this, it's, it's iconic. It's instantly recognizable. It's, it's a catchy tune, but it, it makes you feel like this movie makes you feel it 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 fits this movie so perfectly uh, almost better than i've heard any theme song fit a movie i mean it, it just gives you that adventurous feel that's the, the the tone of that theme song and the music throughout and it just fits so perfectly 
and even with the um i guess rest of the music not like the main the main one but yeah i think we, we kind of talk about this a lot like some music will take away from the movie others will add to it and some you maybe don't even notice right i think this movie does a good combination of adding to it like with the main one and then sometimes it's there and you know it's there but you don't really notice it but it's still in that own way help right. enhance the scene right it, yeah it, it is part of the movie it it's almost blends in seamlessly to where you don't notice it but then there are times where it's so bombastic that it just makes it gives it that extra oomph to the to the action scenes or or when when Indiana Jones will do something real cool and, and it'll just do that, the ba ba da ba, you know, it just, it just hits you with that theme just to emphasize, like, yeah, this dude's a, this dude's cool. <laughs> and it works, man. One, one of the things I was going to ask you guys is I mean, is there any theme song that's better than this song? I remember as, after seeing this as a little kid going playing in the yard. You're 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 doing something wild. You're doing some adventurous thing, and you start humming this 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 tune in your head. I just I just don't know if there's many theme songs that are better than this theme song. Yeah, and there there are some that I would say are up. And it's hard to rank, you know, theme songs. Oh, yeah. There's so many great ones, but but I think, like I said, what separates this is that it gives you the feel. It, it not only does it is it instantly recognizable and associated with that but it gives you that feel of exactly the tone that the movies are going for. Mm. And that, that I think is what sets it apart. Yeah. I remember like playing football and be like, boom, but <laughs> as you're jumping over fools. Yeah. Like, hitting them with your whip that you definitely. Yeah, dude. Like, you keep yeah. looking back at the big guy chasing you. against the boulder. Uh huh. Um, so let's, let's, let's switch gears. This is a beloved movie. I mean, it's got, amazing scores by everybody online for a reason it, it's it's widely recognized as one of probably the best adventure movie and one of the best movies ever made but let's kind of switch gears and talk about uh negatives what if anything bugged you or what could have been better if anything it, or, or is this there nothing isn't, this isn't necessarily a thing that i disliked or that bugged me and you used it as a pro earlier, but I could see maybe some people saying it as a negative where it does just kind of jump into it and it doesn't really give any backstory of him and stuff like that. Like I said, I don't, that doesn't bother me, but I can see some people who maybe, yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody like maybe who has no idea what Indiana Jones has never seen any of the movies. And this is the first time they've ever watched it. They might be a little confused with like, what is this? Oh, he meets this girl. Who is this girl? Like, what is this? No, they do kind of explain who she is. Like, um, her father was a partner of Indy. But like... Yeah, and they give kind of a vague... Um, he hurt her, uh, left yeah. her. But but yeah, it doesn't go into their, their history more than that. Um, yeah. But I again, like maybe if, if they put that people. in, does that feel like filler? And... Yeah. and would that interrupt this kind of just very fast paced, uh, the pacing of the movie? I mean, yeah, it could. And like I said, it didn't bother me at all. I mean, obviously I've also seen the movie how many times, so I don't need that, but <laughs> yeah. I right. feel like I know there are some people who always need that right or wrong. There are some people who always need that. Yeah. And that, and this movie didn't give them that. And like, even to that point, like, what is it? 
Balak. Belak. Belak. Yep. He at the very beginning like comes and takes the the idol, and then like we're like, who the hell is this dude? Right? It was Balak that did that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 He took and, the. Uh, the initial yeah, idol, the, not not the head of the spear, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like you, over time in the movie, you just find that that's like his, you know. Yeah, he's just a rival. But... There's really no yeah. reason for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just kind of needed a bad guy. He works for the Nazi, so he's the bad guy, and and yeah, I don't. There's my no really own... reason for it other than yeah, he's he's just the Indiana Jones rival. My my only issue I have with this movie is. You have Balak, you have Harrison Ford, you have rivals, but then you they they throw. Uh, it says on IMDb his character's name is Tot, T O H T the uh, the Nazi with the glasses. Yes, yes. <laughs> he just seems unnecessary for me. The only thing he's really for is to have his face melted off at the end of the movie. Well, it I, also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, I was gonna say. I mean, if anything, his character is just a, I guess, in a way, help progress the story because he burns the medallion onto his hand, so now they know somewhat the location instead of without gotcha. the medallion. And I it's mean, it's. Uh, I suppose, uh, or at least, I don't know if this was their thinking or or what. Him being in there is is a way for the Nazis to always be present. Because Belloc is an archaeologist hired by the Nazis, but he's not a Nazi. Yeah. That, that taught, I think that's how he said, I don't know how you say it. it is. He's he's the representation of that the Nazis being there. He's the the real main villain of it, you know. So I, I guess I I do get your point. Belloc and Tot were they could have been one person. Yeah. And, well, I get it. Sorry. I was going to say he probably was more of a physical threat because the other uh, Bellic or whatever wasn't really a physical guy. Like he wasn't going to, he, like he didn't want them to hurt. Right, uh, right. He was just really. a rival archaeologist. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Tot was, like I said, he was the Nazi. He had the army behind him. He had the the, the weapons and he yeah. was willing to kill or hurt anybody in order to get what he wanted. Whereas right. Bellic was just kind of, wanted the fame, I guess, and the money and, and the recognition of finding the Ark first. Yeah, just a guy there to be a threat. Like, basically, like, when he walks in and then you think he's going to torture people which is, and all this. And... Which has also now become kind of a a, a trope, a cliche of, of these kind of archaeologists' adventure movies where the protagonist, whether it's Indiana Jones in this case or... or uh, Laura Croft, whatever the case, there's always the protagonist who's in it for the the pure archaeology, and they just want to find the history and preserve it. And then the villain's just the greedy one. <laughs> it's like so. This is it, it's very much become a cliche where the they're bad guys because they're greedy. Which it's like I don't know. We're we're all trying to do the same thing here. I, he even he even said that to Indiana Jones, like you and I are the same people. I'm just I'm just a, a few shades darker is all. <laughs> But yeah, Jim's I, gonna make a movie where he's going on like Indiana Jones, but it's all for the money, and some well, guy's I mean, trying to stop him, and that's not for the money. Yeah, your personal motives have nothing. Either way, 
you're stealing an artifact from some, <laughs> from a burial ground. It, whatever your motivations, it, it, that's just your way of convincing yourself you're not a dickhead. I mean, come on. <laughs> Indiana Jones is, is just as much a dickhead as that guy. He just happened to side not side with the Nazis. He's stealing things from other people. It's that simple. Except they uh, just they, they justify it like, but I want to display it in a museum. Like, okay, so will he. He'll just sell it to him for more because he's smarter than you. Uh, <laughs> any, sorry, I just had a, I, I hate when the bad guys wow. are just like, they're just bad guys because movies are like, nah, just, just go with it. He's bad. Trust me. Like, I mean, he's not though. The, the Nazis. Yes. You're bad. I get that. I'm on board with that. That guy. No, he's just trying to make some money. It's good to know Shane's on board with Nazis being bad guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. I that, I will draw the line. That's black and white to me. 100%. <laughs> any hints that you're you're affiliated with the Nazis, you're a bad guy. Um, any other negatives? Anything that kind of took you out of it? Anything that, that you know, because I, I, I want to cover those so this doesn't become a love fest. Yeah. But it's I mean, hard because this is a damn good movie. Like I said, I mean, nah there's not really a whole lot of negatives like i guess the only negative would be is if you've seen the movie too many times so you just don't know what's coming i mean you know already know what's coming so but, you're just like oh but, hey but we've seen it eight billion times and it's yeah. still it still feels fresh the pacing is quick enough to where it's it's the pacing the stunts and the adventure aspect of it that propels this movie the story it's cool enough but it's it's just the adventure aspect the 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 fact that this movie just keeps moving keeps moving keeps moving from location to location from set piece to set piece from stunt to stunt and it's just i've seen it a thousand times i not i did not get bored once rewatching it this time it it it, it just is so propulsive that it's impossible to get bored while watching it List guy, he's like, let's do some negatives so it's not a love fest. Let's yeah, do a negative. He's like, wow. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I don't know that there's a lot of negatives. I, I'm, I, I struggle to find negatives with this. It's just so good. It's so I mean, good. I literally found this because I, I looked up must see movies of all time. I looked at like five or six. This movie was on every one of those lists. Yeah. And it's just you, as good you 41 find, years later. You could find any list you want. This is going to be in top 50, top 25 movies of all time. Yeah. I And and so the stunts were, were phenomenal. I, I, I want to talk about those because I think that's what, what ultimately failed Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is that this franchise is almost entirely built around real stunts. And and real locations, and then you get Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it's all it's watching a video game. It's 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 people against the green screen doing wire work, and and it just didn't feel didn't have that same, I guess, physical feeling of these stunts. Whereas when he got beat up and was being dragged behind a car, or all, I mean, there were some incredible incredible stunts in this movie that that are still exciting today. And I wish and I hope that the new one, if they make it, goes back to that because that's what's missing in modern blockbuster and adventure movies. Too much CGI, too few, too little reliance on real people, on real sets doing real stunts. Yeah, 
I mean, I guess CGI is just safer. <laughs> That's the only plus yeah, to it. So. Cheaper, probably too, less mm-hmm. time consuming. Um, so we got about 10 minutes left. We're going to get into the rating here shortly. Uh, before we do, does anybody want to bring anything else up? I mean, I anything we that we haven't covered. talked about or that. I, I think we hit mostly everything about this movie. Does? Yeah. yeah, I just, I just. As I'm like continuing to think about this, I really do. I'm starting to appreciate this movie a lot more. Again, like you know, the older movies haven't always been my thing. But like, as I'm thinking through this, he left. He left her. You know, he's like, "I'll come back for you." Yeah. Like, just that is not your normal. Like, oh, I need to save. I need <laughs> right. to save her. And he's right. like, "No, you'll be fine." I'll, you know, and just like the different buildups of, of the different scenes. And, and like you guys were talking how there's just so many different aspects and so many different locations. And I, I just think the, and my, one of my favorite parts is the, um, besides the, the girl in the classroom that has love you on her. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but like shortly after that, where they're in that, in that um, like classroom or meeting yeah. hall or whatever, and they're talking about the arc. I just thought that was such good. Um, Harrison Ford and then his friend were just going back and forth off yes. of each other on the excitement of the arc and like the knowledge and like it really started bringing you into oh my gosh like this is something that you yeah need and to go showing get. that he's he's this history nerd showing I mean yes. he's a professor yep. <laughs> I mean he's this badass dude that does all this stuff but he's also a, a nerd he's a history dork and he's a yeah. professor and i love that that scene was also good at uh being like almost filler dialogue to explain what's happening yes. without making it seem like you're getting explained what's happening right didn't feel like it it was it was yeah. exposition with but it felt like natural exposition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all right so we're getting we're getting down to it against the clock who wants to who wants to go first rating this steve you want first or last it's your movie I'll go last this time. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll start it off. I I love this movie, and I don't think it's a perfect movie. Uh, it, it has some issues here and there. Um, it's not as deep as a lot of Best Picture nominated movies that you'll see, but it doesn't intend to be. It intends to be an adventure movie, and it is. Like I said, it's this is the adventure movie. This is. This is the bar that's been set that other adventure movies strive for. And there's a reason. It's the music. It's the acting. It's the characters. It's the stunts. It's, it's just the, the time period and the general feel of it. It, it feels like the ultimate adventure. Um, I'm giving it a 9.5 because I do think this is an A+. Plus. It, it's, I mean, this is an absolute A-plus of a movie. And I don't want to give it a 10 a perfect 10, but I want it to be an A plus. So I'm giving it a 9.5. Um, I'm not quite as high as you, but I will give it eight and a half Nazis getting their faces melted off. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I like that. Uh, 8.5 would be an A minus. So you're still in the A range. Dudley, what about you? I think, yeah, I think I'm going eight and a half as well. 8.5 okay. feels good to me. I feel again it is a really good movie. I just don't know if it's like when I rate in my mind a top for me, but right. it is right. It is good. And Steve, 
Um, so Nick Neal wanted to be on this one. That's uh, right. He's, yeah. He's, he sent a score. He said eight, seven, five, uh, which puts us right back to me. Uh, it's a very good movie. Like I said, Indiana Jones is one of those iconic characters and the soundtrack is, is just as iconic as the character is. Um, I'm also giving it an eight and a half. Mm. So we're all pretty, well, we're all the same except for Shane. Well, and Matt, um, Matt which uh, comes which out I, to an average of 8.75. Uh, I can't blame Shane for that, though. Makes yeah, it no, an A minus. Nice. For sure. Makes it an A minus, which I'm fine with. It's in the A yeah. range. This is, I mean, it's one of the best movies ever made. They're, they're, this is one of those movies where if you rate it higher than me, I'm not going to really say anything. But if you rate it a lot lower than me, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, up, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. If you go below an 8.5, I'm, I'm crushing right. 8.5 still keeps you in the A. So I'm fine yeah. with that. If, if you think this movie's in the B plus or below, like you just you're done. You're just done. <laughs> um, I unfortunately don't have a list to do this or that. So this or Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> this uh, this, this or Indiana it, Jones and the Last Crusade. I was gonna say I think that would be a better comparison, but I would still pick this. Yeah, that's I think that's the big one because those are the two that are brought up as the best in this. In fact, I think in our top ten action movies of all time, uh, Matt chose. I think Steve had Raiders on there, and Matt had uh, Temple of uh, not Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. Uh, the Last Crusade on there, and and really, I you can't argue with either one. If for uh, a second there, you made Matt's head explode. He said, "Yeah, Temple yeah." Of Doom, and, no! and Matt really loves Temple of Doom way I, better than than the others. Uh, I, I have a really good one okay, about man. this or National Treasure. Oh God, this! Oh God, this! <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys have to think about it. How about yeah, Nick Cage? Yeah, definitely had to think about it. Oh God! Oh God! National Treasure. That one. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> uh, next, next week we've got a pick from Aaron. Uh, he hasn't sent it yet, so I don't know what that will be. But stay tuned for something significantly less exciting than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'll let I it kid, pump up the next really. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess before we end it, does anybody want to say anything else? Good pick, Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, definitely. Thanks, I, I enjoyed watching this one. I always oh, enjoy yeah. watching this. Any excuse to rewatch Indiana <laughs> Jones, I'm I'm down with it. Oh yeah. Uh, if there's nothing else, then somebody on the show. Tell your friends. Let's go. But inconspicuously through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.